Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Welcome to the really big show. We're in our usual motley assortment of malcontents, curmudgeons, and pundits from the HHW LOD Network. Talk pop culture, movies, TV, video games, and ever so much more. It's the really big show. Or as we refer to it, really BS. And now, let's start the show. Hey everybody, Jim Deeds here. I just wanted to throw out this quick editorial note about what this episode is all about. Pretty much uh, the other night, uh, Daryl Taylor and uh, Rich uh, Sheldon and myself uh, kicked off the uh, DC TV podcast, uh, Episode Zero, which is available on the uh, com site. If you haven't gotten it yet, it's a pretty good show. Uh, but after the, um, you know, after what I thought, um, you know, the mics had been turning off, uh, mics had been turned off. Uh, we had a um, a long, uh, interesting discussion all about the Marvel movie universe and uh, the DC movie universe and how they, you know, gone about it differently and had different amounts of success and what we thought it worked and didn't. And it's a pretty lively and interesting discussion. Uh, unbeknownst to me, I had. Uh, surreptitiously recorded the entire thing and it's funny because we always say we have some of the best talks when um the mic isn't on this time the mic was on when we thought it wasn't on so um this is this is kind of uh it's a little rougher than what we normally put out as you know one of our standard podcasts um not unlistenable by any stretch of the imagination but you know there's the occasional uh potato chip rustling or a movie in their seat or the kind of thing that normally we would uh, be you know we'd be more conscious of but because we didn't think we were recording a show um those those sounds were in there where i was unable to get all of them out so um it's like i said it's a little bit rougher format than than the normal uh, show it's kind of just a, a bonus one-off um, if you're into our um, It's All Connected podcast about the Marvel Movie Universe, you're probably going to dig this because we talked a lot about Marvel Movie Universe and what they've done right and what they've done wrong in the light of Guardians of the Galaxy and in the light of Superman v. Batman Dawn of Justice. So, without further ado, here's Daryl and Chubb and myself um, BSing on Really BS bonus episode. Hope you enjoy it. He has bowed out of Transformers Five. Right. So I'm 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 like, why do Transformers Five? Can we just do a reboot and not count those four as canon? Although I haven't seen four yet, I, I'm waiting for video. Um, and they you're won't. right, the the heart is out of it, but because um, I was I'm a huge Transformers fan too. I'm not even uh, a big Transformers fan, but I love giant robots. And I don't like got, the way I don't like the way those giant robots look. They look like somebody took a magnet and rolled it around some metallic Legos. Well, they had, yeah, just, it had no personality. The, it, I mean, I know, I know, you know I'm not a huge Transformers dude, but I know what Optimus Prime is supposed to look like. Right. I know what Starscream and Megatron are supposed to look like, and that's mm. not what they're supposed to look like. Right. Well, and he the, had no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was to say, and 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 withstanding the the travesty that happened in it. Um, the animated film from the eighties was far much better of a Transformers movie and more exciting. It just they made a dumb move and killed off Optimus, but and and it had Orson Welles and Robert Stack in it, sure and, and Eric Idle and Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, and they brought it back. Yeah, <laughs> they brought it back. I, and all that stuff I loved, but um, but I it's just the way it is. Like unless the, the film failed, that's the only way they would go back. And change well, it. That's the thing is people need to stop putting their money down. I mean, it's already they announced Turtles two already, and it's just like, please, just stop. They did well. They're gonna do it. Well, gonna I, I mean, I can't blame blame them because people are throwing their money at it. But stop. <laughs> like I didn't go Z four. I I said I could wait. Like I did not go Z four. I mean, I, I I saw the first one, and after that, and I saw it on. Uh, like cable or something. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen any of the Transformers movies. I'm gonna Netflix it. That way I can see it, and I didn't go pay for it. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's that's the only way, the way you're gonna do it. But going to see it and then get mad, I don't. I don't. Yeah. That's like people that went to see Pacific Rim, 
and were mad about robots being in it. Big robots fight monsters. Yeah, and that's I'm why I went. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? That's I, why I went to that movie. Yeah. It's like I, a, I really, really liked Pacific Rim. I loved it. I still watch it too. I thought, um, oh, what's his name, Charlie Hunnam or whatever, was not exactly the greatest in it, but the movie itself was awesome. I loved it. Idris Elba giving that big speech. You got the dude with the bow tie holding it down in in the central there. You got the hot Asian chick. Mm -hmm. You You don't need Charlie Dunham. Yeah. No, it, it, but it was funny how they were like they're not, and even in the beginning they were like we were nothing special. When they when him and the brother are walking, he was yeah. like, "There's nothing special about us. We just knew we just um, were good in the we just blended well because we were brothers, mm-hmm. you know." And when you go into the blend, whatever they call it, the uh, the blend, I guess they they say, right. But they said it like he's not an like there's nothing really special about his character. He just happened to be put in a situation where he uh, had to do something important. It's so funny, too, because, like, any other director, any other screenwriter, like, that timeline they created for Pacific Rim where they have, like, mm-hmm. the kaiju and they were winning and then they, right. you know, they fell on hard times or whatever, they would have totally been at the height of oh, yeah. finding the kaiju. They would never have gone to the timeline, you know, where they did where, you know, they're shutting down the Shatter Dome and there's only eight, you know, Eight mm-hmm. of these guys, eight of these um, left, and or whatever. Right. I don't know. Just show a lot of ingenuity. Hey, question, because I may have missed it. Did did a Batman versus Superman trailer drop today? I didn't no. see one. Well, because I'm looking at my Facebook feed here, and it's got Kevin Smith goes crazy for Batman's white eyes in the Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice trailer, and there's a pic. oh that was already shown at the I missed this, San Diego. I there was a uh, leak. They had leaked it, but it's gone. They took it off though. It was um, I had it on my website for a little while, but I think they took off the video for that too. Yeah, but Basically, it was like somebody, it was somebody's you know like cell phone camera, right? And taping they, from a big screen. Basically, oh, okay. it was um, you just saw Batman in the suit the, the, when he fought Superman, and then Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, that armor he, suit, like from the end, like with right. the, the plate. So the, the white eyes are the actual arm. You know, he has the helmet on and the lights, and it's white because it's a suit. Yeah, I, they got a picture of Kevin Smith, and then next to it, it's just the face of the cowl, and it's got the white eyes lit up. But if that's battle armor, that doesn't. That makes sense. I mean, basically, yeah, the, the trailer has Batman in that armor from the end of uh, Dark Knight Returns, right. standing next yeah. to the bat signal. He has mm-hmm. the bat signal turned on, and then in the light of the bat signal, uh, Superman kind of shows up, just standing there, floating about ten, fifteen feet above him in midair, with his arms crossed and his eyes glowing red. And they have like these big travel drums behind it. And that was and that's it. That's, that's, that's it. All that's it. all. Oh, okay. That's totally it. Yeah, like I they're just, putting up stuff. I don't even. I mean, it might not even be in the movie for all we know. Right. But I mean, like they're. It's like they're putting. They're doing certain scenes or whatever to see how it looks. I guess. Yeah, test, I, just test footage. Kind yeah, of. just test footage and stuff. They did, they did a lot of that with Iron Man too. They did a lot of you know different scenes that you will never see and they, that were never put in the movie. Right. Um, well, there are there are even there are even things in the Guardians of the Galaxy trailers that weren't in the movie that I noticed. Right. Well, they said uh, I think James Gunn said in the in interview today that um, the Marvel movies benefit a lot from there's a lot of footage that they re, they get to reshoot like they they're not um, they're not so anal about them messing up footage you know like they're like if you need to reshoot reshoot don't you know don't worry about it. Um, and he said he really thinks that the the movies really benefit from that. If they they, they feel something's not right, not working, then they'll just they'll do it. They'll well, I read a really it. good story that um, when James Gunn and, and uh, his writing partner, whose name I can't remember now, Nicole Perlman, mm-hmm. um, when they wrote the first draft of the script or whatever, they t- shopped around to Feige and to Marvel, and everybody was like, "We love it. This is great. This is great. We love it." And then he uh, let Joss Whedon read it. And Whedon is like, yeah, this is good, but it's not. I don't think it's James Gunn enough. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> he told him to go back and do a rewrite of it and kind of like, you know, do a little more of his own kind of thing on it. And um, he did. And I guess the movie, I don't know, depending on your point of view, benefited or, or didn't from that. 
If it was more mine, it probably wouldn't have did as well. They they want kids to they want to sell toys. I know they want to sell trees and and the you know little baby groups and and um, dancing around the music. They probably want to sell like uh, Walkmans that are you know they're they're disc players or whatever or iPads, but they look like you know Walkmans or whatever and stuff like that. Right. So they did the I mean they did the smartest move. To make it for the audience, you know, to make it for the uh, mass audience, so they could really sell it. But um, so it worked. I mean, the, the way that they went in, went in with the jokes and stuff, it worked. For me, I'm just so close to the source material. It just, it's some of that just threw me. Like Ronan, I think it was just so, such a waste to make Ronan the big bad because when his character takes that turn, you know, from kind of villain to honorable, honorable soldier and patriot. You know, and goes against the the elite to for his people. You know, I remember that. So I, it's just you know to use him just as a one note character that just kills a bunch of people. You know, and just wants to kill everybody, and and that's it. it they could they could do like more. I mean, they could do more with him later. They can always bring him back. Yeah, they can. Nobody's dead I, in comics. Um, yeah, but it was definitely like if you guys have you guys seen Slither. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this, I mean, it definitely was a James Gunn movie, and I appreciated mm-hmm. that. Definitely. And it, it, I, I said the same thing about um, Guardians coming out of it that I said about Whedon's Avengers. I was surprised at how funny it was. You know, like Avengers was real. There was a lot of humor. Uh, it was so it kind humor of like, in it, but for whatever. To break but it was enough. Certain times, you know. It was enough, though. Like it, it, like to me, Guardians just had a little too much looking at me. Telling me how much fun I'm having, and a wink, wink nod to me. There, just just a little you, bit too much. Huh? Did you did you read the Abnett and Lanning the 2008 run Guardians? Yes, yes. all of it. See, see, I, to me that it it fit closer to that. I I I don't know. I I haven't read that since it came out, but. I don't know. That's why I enjoyed it because I was never really—I wouldn't say I wasn't a fan. I just never really read much of the early Guardians where Yondu was more the part early, of it. And, yeah, the four. Yeah. Was, I started with the early and went all the way to in Jim Valentino all the way to mm-hmm. when they re did they added new they changed it up and put new characters mm-hmm. in it, and then uh, to now like even with Bendis, I've read all of the the Bendis ones just about. So I've read them all, and the tone like he does. Starlet is a mouth like he is like a smart ass Han Solo. He is right. That's how he is. But he's a tragic figure a little bit more than just a mom dying. You know, they really didn't get into the mom thing uh, in the books. They got more into right. he fought a villain and the, and he was he was being irresponsible the way he fought and wound up blowing up a planet and killing people. Um, even though he stopped the bad guy and he had to atone for it. So I liked how even him being called the Star Lord, that was an insult to him because he felt like um, it was a failure. Like him acting that way and, and because of him, uh, people died and then he had to atone to the to the uh, Shi'ar people and the Kree. Well, like, maybe I, that's something yeah, that well, they I can mean, bring the, up in the well, future. They're obviously going to do something different with his dad. Well, what I they doubt said about his dad in the movie than they did in the comic. I mean, they probably have a different uh, thing worked out for him. Well, yeah. I, even in the comic, he's still an asshole. Uh, the dad in oh, the yeah. new, like they never mentioned yeah. the dad in the in the pre Bendis, but when Bendis now, when I, when Bendis did focus on the things he focused on, I pretty much knew that's what the movie was going to focus on because they focused a lot on the father and and a little bit on the mother being murdered by aliens looking for him. So he had he did he still had the mourning for the mother thing, mm-hmm. and he, and the father being an asshole. So that's there, and and they pretty much said it in the movie. He's such an ass. Like it's better he didn't meet him because he is an asshole. So he'll probably will be that tyrant. He probably when they when they do the next movie, he probably will be the tyrant uh, guy that he is in a comic. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that they deal. Yeah. You know, they being so closely working so closely with Bendis and and the people doing the movies that. Uh, They'll probably have that all in there, but I'm just used to that tragic, like he being funny and snarky, but it, but he had that sense of honor already. Like he didn't have to meet Gamora to get the to get yeah. himself to the point where he was altruistic. 
Right. You know? But I and but I understood that's what they wanted to do. Plus, I mean, the Star Lord in the comic to me always reads a little older too, like than right. Than they did young character. Did, like this that, seems yeah. this. I mean, Star Lord in the comic seems to me like mid thirties. I mean, Chris Pratt to me in this movie seems like you know, twenty twenty five. You know, when they get to the, so. the uh, when you when you see him again and you get to the uh, Annihilation Conquest, pretty much with the with the Phalax and stuff, he is much older because he's been in the war. Like right. he, when they meet him, he's in prison. And I remember um, at the end of uh, Thanos Imperative, like when him and Rich Rider get trapped in the Cancerverse, they know they're going to mm, die or whatever. He calls yeah. him like old man and stuff. Right, yeah. right. So he is an older Han Solo. Like he's Han Solo by Return of the Jedi. <laughs> by that, by that time, he's like older. He's a lot older than and a mentor kind of mm-hmm. to Nova and stuff. So I know they didn't. They they wanted to make him younger, and so they kind of did it without the reboot. You right. know, that's only the way I look at the Walking Dead TV show. It's like an alternate reality or alternate take, or like Man of Steel. You know. Yeah, it's all. I mean, it's not going to be like none of them. No movies are going to be like the comic. Exactly, it's just not going to happen. But right. it's just, just the tone was a little bit too much for me. Like, um, but that's it. But it's not my movie. <laughs> so I mean, you know, like you you don't get exactly what you want. It's just that that happened to be that version of them. Um, it just happened to not be kind of what I wanted to see. But Avengers, I kind of felt that it was perfect for me. It had just the right amount of humor in it right amount of action drama all that stuff was just right iron man was the same way just right for me cap 2 perfect for me you know, like all those movies are perfect but some of them are going to be a little bit less than more or less than others in tone so where so. where does guardians fit in the 10 in your rankings uh well iron man 3 is my lowest i i really didn't like that movie um, and I think two was pretty weak. Iron Man two was pretty weak. I Thor one. It'll probably be Iron Man. And the lowest up, it'll probably be Iron Man three, uh, Thor, Iron Man two. Then, um, then it would be Guardians of the Galaxy. Then Cap. Then um, Thor two before Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised it really me off. isn't Dude. towards your bottom there either. No, I liked it, but I know a lot of people didn't. But I really liked Incredible Hulk. I liked it, too. Like like Johnny M said on Facebook, you know, it's like the lowest on his list, but it's still like a seven. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's I still really, real. I really enjoyed it. Like, I really enjoyed him run the run like that. You know, the whole thing with with the... The campus, you know, dealing with him being on campus and dealing with uh, what you would call it, the uh, uh, Bronski and and how he changed and like I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed. I think it book. was a good story. It just what really took me out of it was Edward Norton. I just did not feel him as as uh, as Banner. Bruce Banner. Yeah. yeah, just he just didn't seem to, and I, I'm a big fan of Norton. I really like him as an actor and everything. It just did not really feel like he fit. And then I was really worried. I'm like Mark Ruffalo. I just I because I had when they announced that I'd just seen him in some film where he was the sperm donor to a couple of lesbians or something, and just met his kids or something. And I'm like, this guy's gonna be the Hulk. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. and then I was like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, wow. but he was in you Zodiac. Know? He was in Zodiac too, though. That was a good movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's a but, good uh, indie guy. Got, oh no, it, he he blew it. He blew it away. I thought he was perfect. I wish they could go mm-hmm. back and, you know, just reshoot the scenes in Incredible Hulk and green screen him in over Edward Norton. Well, I got from Norton. He was more of the nerdy Norton. Played more of the nerdy guy though than than Ruffalo. Ruffalo's kind of cooler. Plus, I mean, and and if you look at Ruffalo's Hulk, he's been the Hulk for a while. Yeah, you know, I mean, like the um, Norton seemed like he was still kind of new at being the Hulk. He was like trying to keep it, you know, him from exploding or whatever, and mm-hmm. and everything. And then you know, Eric Bana, of course, was like you know the origin of the Hulk. But it just seemed like Ruffalo's banner had been the Hulk for a while. Like he has stories to tell about trying to kill himself and things like that. And right. 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 So yeah. I mean, he, he, it worked. Something he benefited I about it. 
Yeah, he benefited from the previous movie and, and throwing that out there, having that all there, like him trying to kill himself and destroying Harlem, mentioning even Harlem, like, you know, like right. the battle they had there. Like, it's all, you know, it's all been included. Like, Marvel has been great with even the movies I don't think are, I don't like as much. They still benefit from being in that world. Right. Yeah. So is, there's never a movie that I'd say is there's no Marvel movies where I say we're just complete garbage. There's none. There's oh, just I agree. movies that I don't just enjoy. I really don't enjoy as much. Where I felt the story was kind of kind of weak, but still, it it still they they were smart to put that world together and everything benefited from the previous movies. So it it worked. It, like they they really did a good job with it. So it doesn't matter. Like it, it's in the world. It's gonna work. I probably like it better maybe if I, when I see it again because I'll watch it again. I didn't hate it like I'm never going to watch it. Right, um, yeah. I'll probably enjoy it again. Now that I know the tone exactly, I probably, uh, you know, wouldn't be. Have you just seen Guardians one time? Yeah, I only saw it one time so far. So I'll see it again, and, and I'll I'll be already prepared in my mind. I already know how it's going to be. Because when he sang in a rat, I was like, what the hell just happened? I'm X 3D. <laughs> No, I just saw regular. I don't. I don't like doing the 3D because I have glasses and, and it kind of. Uh, okay. It's not a fun experience wearing those glasses over over the glasses. Um, I, I'm not a big 3D fan either, but this I actually I didn't see it in in IMAX 3D, but I saw the real 3D, and I I gotta say this was probably the first time of a live action film in 3D where I did not get a headache or anything from from watching it. You know, wow. usually that's only with animation, you know, the animated mm-hmm. movies that are 3D. Um, so I try to avoid it when I can, but I, time-wise, I had to go see it in the 3D and the first time I saw it. And it, it, it was just subtle enough, and the, the, the stuff that did pop wasn't, it wasn't, um, frivolous. It, it, it made sense, and mm-hmm. I, I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, some of the space sequences were really like coming into nowhere, uh, with the David Bowie in the background and that that yeah. 3D, which is awesome. Um, I saw it in the first time I saw it. I saw it in XD. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, hey, I'm about like, to ask you. There was a new thing that our, they just opened a new theater like closer to my house, so we thought we'd check it out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Do you have it in IMAX?" They said, "No, we have XD instead." I'm like, "Okay, what does that entail?" And it's a bigger screen. Okay. And it's slightly curved, and uh, it's supposed yeah. to be like, uh, it's like bigger than a regular screen, but not as big as IMAX. And, yeah, they've uh, had them down in Texas hmm. now, I think about five years, four or five years. Yeah, they're just okay. I mean, there wasn't... So it's kind of like a 3D TV, kind of, with the curve. Yeah. I think, I think IMAX is better. Yeah, I ended up seeing the second time in IMAX. Uh, the real IMAX theater at the the mall not too far from here. Uh, the first time was real 3D. The second and third time were in 2D. For me, yeah. So. Um, anyway. Yeah. See, I mean, I agree with you, Daryl, on uh, Cap Two. I mean, it was at the top of my list, and I guess it still kind of is, but it's kind of a toss up for me between it and Guardians, and then right below it, Avengers. Um, really, uh-huh. any one of those three could take the number one spot on my list. So, well, yeah, Avengers, I, I still watch. Like, I, I still can, I still watch it on my phone. Like, I have, I have those movies on my phone still, and yeah. I, I watch it while I'm on the treadmill and stuff. Sometimes, kill time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to put, I'd probably put Avengers at the top of my list just because I never, in my wildest dreams, ever thought there'd be a big budget live action Avengers exactly. movie that didn't, exactly. that didn't look like shit. And yeah. then, and then yeah. I'm still, I really would like to see Cap 2 again, because mm-hmm. it would have been easily number two for me, but now Guardians is kind of fighting with that for me from the number two spot, number three spot. But Cap 2 was incredible as well. I love that. So. Oh, I absolutely love that. I saw it about three times, I think, in the theater so far. Cap 2 made Cap 1 seem like just an amateur film and cap one is really good so up, up <laughs> cap until, two was just awesome well up until cap two cap one was my fit my second favorite marvel film mm. i liked it better than any of the iron man movies i liked it better than uh, any of the thor movies yeah well cap and, and i didn't hate iron man 2 as much as everyone else but i'm like a big mickey Rourke fan 
Like, I'm going to go see Sin City pretty much to see Mickey Rourke as Marv. I liked all three of the Iron Man films. I mean, I have a little bit of a problem with what they did with the Mandarin and whatnot as far as him being an actor and all that nonsense. And um, But I really liked what they did with Extremists. And, I mean, it's different than the comic, but I liked it. And it, it, it wasn't even the comics that, like, I, my problem with Iron Man 3, I just thought that this script was story was just so weak to me. It it was definitely the weakest of the three. I had a lot of problems with the story. I was just like th- things that happened and it didn't make sense, and then yeah, that, that's what my problem. And things that didn't thing. happen that should have happened. Mm-hmm. That, that, like, that was my thing. You know, he's like he's launching all these uh, armors by remote control now. Where were they when they were bombing his house? Right, those armors the sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should have busted them out then. You know, it made no that's sense a very good point. None. It was like, and then you have Shield. Like, why would Shield not be watching you? I don't know. There's too many things that didn't make sense. At least a couple of like you can you can always have them get killed. You know, like, but but at least it made sense to have them there. I mean, to try to to be there to help him. You know, at least at least watch out for him. Um, I just don't see them being that inept that they wouldn't like if Iron Man three happened now. I could get it because there is no shield. It's been dismantled. So, you know, I get it. But at that time, shield was going strong. Like, why would you establish it as such a strong entity and then totally take it out? But that's what happens when you get a director that had no, like, he didn't want to include any of that stuff. And which is just right. And my thing, too, is um, one of my favorite things from Marvel Comics is AIM. And. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I just feel that they did not. I don't know. I, I really wanted AIM to be AIM, and it's not. <laughs> I would have loved just one. Like, Cap 2 had a scene of Cap actually in the beginning going on a mission. I just would have loved just one Iron Man movie to have him out there fighting just once. Like, I would have loved right. just seeing, like, if you want to show that he's being really reckless. I would have loved to have had a scene of him um, taking out people because when they take him the, to the jet, you know, they, they um, give him the subpoena and he talks about, I pretty much took, I've taken care of all these crimes. You know, like I've pretty much taken care of all that. It, nobody's threatening us. We're fine. I would have loved to have seen just one little five minute scene of something of him wrapping up a, a, a group of terrorists or something. And being reckless about it, and somebody saying something like, you know, like uh, having having um, what you call it that's part of Shield, have him say like, you really been acting up, like something to to go with why you've been drinking so much, why you, right. you know, like you really you you could have like some of my agents could have got hurt with the way you were acting. I really would have wished they had did something like that because that would have been a perfect way to show. That he's acting, that that he's just messing up, and he, and he he doesn't know what to do. But um, they didn't want to go that route, so yeah, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, it worked for them. Either way, it works. <laughs> I can't turn, you know, you can't argue a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, so, but I, I think that it really, I think Iron Man three did so well because of all the other movies and how popular he is. Like, if yeah. Avengers wasn't so great and wasn't so well-liked, I don't think Iron Man would have did what it did. Yeah, but if uh, Robert Downey Jr. hadn't revitalized the whole franchise... and I mean, you gotta think back to when Iron Man first came out. Mm-hmm. Iron Man is not... I mean, he was, you know, A-list Marvel, but he wasn't like Superman or Batman. He wasn't really well-known. The whole foundation of that entire franchise rested on RDJ's uh, shoulders. If he, hadn't been, if he hadn't been able to sell that character and cross over and get that kind of popularity, then we wouldn't have had everything else. Well, actually, the one who gets all the credit is, um, what's the director's name for the first two? Favreau. 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 If Favreau didn't say, I want this guy as my Iron Man, because they didn't want him. I want this guy as my Iron Man. If he didn't, they'd still need to, to send him checks and, and thank him. And kiss him on the forehead every couple of months because he was the one that fought them to do this. Oh, I'm sure he's still getting some nice residual checks. 
it it was him and and then and then having Robert like all these things they benefited from everything worked right everything fell into place eventually they got the, the you know director wanted Robert Downey Jr they got him it, every he this was his way of getting back into uh, yeah. to really getting back into into acting and he gave him gave him his all and that worked out and Iron Man you know did and it fell into this and it fell into that and and everything uh you know, well, everything worked out right from that. I mean, you know, like, it, it took a long time. That's why I'm like, with DC, they are far behind. <laughs> and they still well, haven't failed enough. And and the thing is, is they should, they should not be failing, and they should not tr- be trying to play catch-up. I mean, the thing that works about the Marvel movies, like you said, even 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 the ones that you didn't really like all that much, you still like as part of that universe. And that's the thing is, I mean, Marvel did world building, universe building. All of their characters have depth. We know, I mean, obviously we as comic fans know a lot more about these characters than, than most people. But I mean, the people that are not comic book readers, they learned so much about these characters and in just 10 films. I mean, and, and, and I, I don't know. It's just, uh, big props to Kevin Feige too. You know, he, I mean, he, Feige, Feige, however you pronounce his name, he is, you know, I mean, the backbone. Yeah. Well, it, it benefited. Yeah. It all it, it worked, but DC is, is behind. And when Greenland didn't do well, that meant they still yeah. they, like Marvel came from almost not being publishing comics anymore right. to this. Like they went through all of that. DC never went through that. I think that by having that Warner brother, having the Warner money, it, it kept them from going to that point of being that, you know, being that desperate and letting new ideas come in. Right. They haven't had that. They, they've always had some type of cushion for them. So they, so people will still get in the way. You're still going to have a, too many, too many corporate heads that are getting away or something. Like, I, I, you know, like, I don't think, like, even with San Diego, um, I think somebody should have, somebody should have said to, to both, uh, the guy, the guys that play Superman and, and Batman, they should have said to those actors, listen, uh, we're going to do San Diego. This is how you deal with the crowd. You, you gotta, you gotta embrace it. You gotta go with it. You gotta, you know, you, you can't sit there and look like you're scared on stage or look like you don't want to be there. Like these people came to see you. Um, and they, you know, they would have had to, I would have had them do stuff. You know, either they would have had, he would have had the Batman shirt underneath. The other guy would have had the Superman, you know, thing and they would open up the shirt or they would have did something or. Like I would have, I would have did all that stuff to the crowd, but DC didn't even do that. I know Marvel said to those actors, you know, we really want you to, you know, embrace and do this because not all of them are into into this. Like Robbie Downey Jr. is like Chris Evans. It takes it took a while for him to to get comfortable with this type of you know recognition. Um, but I'm pretty sure somebody spoke to him and said, you know. This is what you should do. Well, with DC, no handlers, no nothing. All right. Do it out there, and it and it even and even with it being that dry, when they put that scene up there with the with with Batman in the suit and and Superman floating up with the red eyes, these people said that's the crowd went crazy, and that's what people were talking about for the day. They should have like put. They, you know what? They should have made that trailer available after. San Diego. But the, all that stuff you're saying is stuff that people should know better to do. But it seems like you, the, the people that are in charge are still those awkward corporate guys that just don't, they don't think that way. But they needed someone with a vision like Feige had on the Marvel side. You need some fanboyish. You, you need, need somebody some, with a, yeah, exactly. Somebody who's a little fanboyish right. to be there. Right. You need yeah. someone. You need someone that has that part to them. I mean, Whedon is a total fanboy. You know, James Gunn came out of Troma. He's a total nerd and fanboy. Even Casada, you know? like even you know? even Casada's a fanboy. Like all that stuff. You need some fanboys, but with uh, but yeah. they don't have that at DC. David Goyer is so yeah. He's, he's trying tr- so hard to not seem like a nerd. 
Yeah, but why? Why would you? Bother? I don't. I don't. That's the yeah. thing. I'm not understanding. That's making you rich. I don't know why. I don't know. Embrace that. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I don't know why you would go and do and and not and and say such stupid things. See, the thing about nerds though is that they know why certain characters work. You know, they know how to write the Black Widow. They know how to write Nick Fury. You know what I mean? They know. Right. They know the parts of those characters that work and the parts of the continuity that don't. And they can pick and choose, much like they did with the Batman animated series or whatever, and get like the best version of that character from their, you know, they have a working knowledge of that character. They don't have to go look at the wiki and, you know, get familiar with it like David Goyer would have to, I guess, you know. And that's another thing. They already know it, you know, like, I, I, I know damn well when Joss Whedon started writing the Avengers, he knew who those characters were, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, way beforehand, you know. And that would have been my thing to go. I'd have been like, I, being me, I'd have been like, I'd have put my foot in his ass. I'd have been like, look, there's not going to be none of that nonsense where you're going to say stupid stuff at, at interviews and whatnot. You represent us. We paying you. You work for us. You represent us. You better cut that, that crap out. Like, we don't need it. Like, we, we got enough trouble trying to get this thing together. We don't need you making it harder. And I would I, somebody would have said something to him. But DC, they're corporate dudes. They don't think that. So it's just like, whatever. He, he just continues to say stupid stuff, and it makes it harder. It just makes it harder and harder to to do anything. And then you, you making, you, you're creating an atmosphere where people are already looking for you to fail. Um, for the most part, so I that it's a problem. Like it, I think I really think pushing it back. I really hope that pushing the movie back so far that eventually somebody says, you know what, you got to go. All y'all got to go. We're gonna start. You guys are not it. Like you're not. You, yeah. you, you, this is a mess. All they, of you have to go. It seems they would have done that when Snyder came in. You know. We we need it. We need we need somebody. We need a fanboy. I'm sorry. We we need to embrace it. We don't we don't need somebody that's gonna come in and and try to say no. This is not how you do it. We do it this way, and you're wrong. And I'm gonna tell you in, in the thing how wrong you are and stuff like that. Like I didn't care about the killing in in Superman and Man of Steel, but to not have to hear have a controversy about your first movie. Your first Superman movie after a bad one of Superman Returns? Why even put it in there? Why even put it in there? Don't even do it. Just don't even, even though you think blah, 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 just why would you even, like, somebody with common sense to say, no, Goyer, you're not putting that in because we don't want to even have that problem. Well, that's what, um, isn't it, I've read somewhere that's what Nolan and, and Snyder, like, parted ways on. They did. He wanted it. It's, it was Goyer that wanted it. Yeah. He forced, and, and, he and no one it. didn't want it, or or it's the other way around. Or, so my deal with Goyer is like you, like you should have learned. He didn't learn from from Blade. He didn't learn from the third Blade movie. Yeah. Like you had something good, and then you thought you were smarter than everybody else, and you messed up the franchise. You totally destroyed a franchise because you thought you knew better, and you probably didn't listen to anybody that tried to suggest to you that maybe it wasn't the best thing to do. Maybe the well, original thing you should have did was instead, you know, having uh, it that it's a planet. When your star doesn't mm-hmm. really give, when your star doesn't really give a crap, that doesn't help either. Well, I part mean, of him not which... caring is when he got that script because the original script was supposed to be um, that basically Blade lost. Uh, there are more vampires now than anything. He lost the fight. And now he's he he has a resistance, and they have to come out and stop stop them from doing what they were going to do. I think that would have came off a lot better if you're going to go out with one last one. I think that would have been the one you go out with instead of trying to do this. Like if anything, they could have been the resistance to help you fight these things. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, the killing was like the, the tip of the iceberg of my problems with that movie, but we've talked about that before, Daryl. Yeah, well, I, like the father, I could have did without the father thing too. I don't even know why he put yeah. the, the father thing in there. I just would have had it that he died. See, maybe I'm the minority, but I really, really liked Man of Steel. 
But I know there are parts yeah. that I, but I understand. Like even when I really love something, I can still see the issue. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, with the movie, and there are parts that would not have hurt the movie at all. Like him not dying in that, uh, in that hurricane, would not have hurt. Would not have changed anything about the movie. They could have took that out, and it wouldn't have been an issue. And instead, it could have been. He, like it could have been so simple as the hurricane happened, they saved people, and then his father had a heart attack, and it was nothing he could do about it. Yeah, and he felt helpless. That could have been it. Yeah, that was a great story that, beat in the comic. Right. So like that, that could have run. been the simple thing to do, as opposed to like you couldn't tell me that you didn't think to yourself having him let his father die in a hurricane was not. Um, or even I would have, I or even I would have wrote, he didn't because he didn't test his powers like he should have. He didn't realize that he had super speed, and he didn't get to his father in time, and he died. And he felt so horrible that he what that he didn't save his father. He went out on a journey and trained himself on how to be Superman. Trained himself on how to use his powers. That was the catalyst to make him get his shit together. How simple yeah. is that to write? Yeah, like, like, and that that would have changed the tone of like a bunch of people that hated the movie for just that. I think that would have changed that whole tone. And now you have more people working, like, rooting for the movie than rooting against it. Yeah, I agree. So it's easy I just, stuff like I really, that. yeah, I just really love the 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 more science fiction approach, the more I background did. on Krypton. I did. I yeah. mean, there was just so much, the whole, uh, what was it called? The matrix or the, um, whatever the, the skull was, but the, the, basically the imprint of all the genetic, uh, right. Like even even that yeah. was hard to explain. Like they should have explained it better to people in the movie. Like that's yeah. something they should have explained a little better. To to not because you're not just selling it to us. You're selling it to non-comic book people too. And I think true. I guess I guess because I have such a science fiction background, it just it made perfect sense to me. But I yeah, I see your point. <laughs> you know, for Superman, you kind of want everybody to you you kind of want to have everybody jump in with you. Um, as opposed to somebody having to tap you and go, what the heck is a codex? Is that in the comic book? Because that's what happened. Like, that sounds like something that was straight out of a comic book. And I'm looking like, nope, that was not in the comic book that we ever had. Like, it, it could have just been, if anything, they could have just made it that it was um, the uh, like the cartoon where it was the Brainiac thing, yeah, where it had his culture in it and and put the codex in that. Say that was an imprint and that was in his thing you know something like that on that point that's what makes absolutely no sense to me when it comes to dc talk about the fat cats the guys that aren't fanboys and all that stuff but yet with the exception of like one or two missteps they have done such fantastic work with their animated series with all the the straight to video stuff it's like the people telling those stories, why aren't they involved in this live action stuff? Because they're the ones that are actually making these characters work. I, that's a good question. Like I said, that's all that stuff you're asking. That's that that's stuff that I don't know. I don't know why anybody. But like I said, it's so many having that money that that Warner Brothers money. They have such a backwards way of thinking with stuff. Where it just I like you have Green Lantern and you want to make him make a race car, <laughs> like you you have yeah. cool you, you have cool aliens yeah. and yet you don't use them, like you have them you have them wait and come at the last minute, like you things and and all the things that they that these guys who think they know what people want to see. All the things that were listed in the testing were that they took out. All the stuff that people wanted. Everybody wanted more Sinestro. Yeah. They wanted more aliens. Ryan, they Reynolds, more... Ryan Reynolds would be a good Deadpool. Right. Ryan wanted... Reynolds was decent in Blade 3. He was like one of the few things that saved that movie. But why would you but put him But as... not as Green Lantern, dude. Why like, would you put Nathan him Nathan Fillion 10 years ago would have been perfect. But, but you could have got another Nathan. Like I, there's, 
you can't tell me there's not an actor yeah, exactly. who's younger that could, could have not have, have like my my first if if anything the first scene I would have showed in Green Lantern would have been um I would have included a whole bunch of like stuff I would have had uh, Iron Man I would have had Green Lantern make a uh, a construct of a of a uh, iPhone or something and he's playing music and he and he like he's telling Sinestro you know Sinestro trying to tell him we're going to take these guys out by procedure and all this kind of stuff and he jumps out and does it his way that would have been my first five minutes I would have showed and Sinestro at first he would have been like you you know like you stupid you never listen to me but he smirks because Hal makes it look so cool mm-hmm. like he just he can't help but but smirk at that guy you know at his at his bravery and 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 how he just doesn't you know he has no fear when he does stuff that's how you show him not being late <laughs> for a flight and then doing something stupid <laughs> and blowing up a plane yeah. and then being a jerk to 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 Ferris and like that and then being scared like you know the whole thing of him being sad about his dad and stuff like that's just so anti how yeah and exactly I mean how is like the reason he has a ring is the will and the reason he has the will is because he believes right. in himself you know but do you it, put that on Reynolds shoulder or on the people no. writing and no, make cause, cause, that, cause mm. to me I thought Ryan Reynolds w- would have been a great choice for Greenlight for Hal Jordan I just think that they ruined a chance with the stupidity of that film. Even with yeah. the bad choice of him, they still could have did a good movie. Around, they still could have did a good movie with it. I blame off. I blame whoever okayed it that you have six or seven people do one script, and yeah. no one. And and I I have a problem with the d- director. I have a problem with like all of that stuff. Like they didn't even ask Jeff Johns. That's what and, I didn't understand is why was he not more involved in that film? Because Jessica I mean, should have taught everybody that you should not have your villain be a giant evil cloud. Right. And why is your <laughs> guy like, and then to have the three of them, you're, you're trying to, you're telling me the director's saying that he based the film around, uh, Hal Ferris and, um, and uh, what's the guy? I can't think of his name now. I've got I've got Donnie on uh, in a chat window here on Facebook. I told him you were tearing into Green Lantern. Oh, he he wrote Green Lantern should have one had less than four four less screenwriters. Two yeah. took place in space. Three yeah. had more Sinestro. <laughs> Why are we all thinking the same thing? But the guys who are in charge are thinking something totally different. Well, and that's the thing, too, is I rather than have a Green Lantern or Hal Jordan movie, I would have much rather had a Green Lantern core movie. It starts out on Oa in space, maybe somewhere along the lines you bring in the Hal Jordan story, but he's just more of a footnote to some bigger plot that's going on because the to me, Green Lantern is a space cop you know genre it's not let's see this one guy on earth all the time well, that's what they could have did they could have had you like the old offense they could have had all of that they could have had hal working with sinestro on cases and show their friendship don't rush to have him go bad so fast but have him working with oa and and the, all the other uh characters they could have like you had it you had the money you had the money. You could and have take done. parallax out of it. No, yeah, no parallax. There's no parallax. Get that nonsense out. He's not a floating thing, entity crap. No, you're not doing that. That's stupid. Like, why? Why would you do something like that when you're you already have it that it's a ring that can construct anything of of your will? Why would you even go more abstract and have a cloud? Like, what sense was that? Like, I don't know who the hell is thinking, me, but it's got to be people with money who and are his, so separated from society. And as maybe as one note, as Ronan was in Guardians of the Galaxy, at least he was a well-defined villain, and some of the characters were defined by him. You know what I mean? Like, Drax is totally defined by his 
you know, need for vengeance against Ronin and Zamora. Well, he was a cocky, yeah, yeah, he was a cocky. Zamora was, you know, was, um, he looks like a, I mean, well, I'm just saying, he, yeah. he had a presence, you know what I mean? A lot more a than presence. a CGI cloud did in Green Lantern. And Ronin looks like a villain. I mean, right. his character, when you see him, he looks like a bad guy. He's got a gigantic hammer. He's big. He got that helmet head, you know, the little the thing on his head and stuff. He doesn't look like a good guy. Right. He looks like a bad guy. So I could see they looked at him. They looked at him and were like, "We're gonna make him bad." It's it's, it's something that the crowd would, you know, the audience would look at, and they could. It, it's easy for them to say, "You bad. This guy's bad. These guys are good. We gotta fight him." Well, and the Not. difference to my mind is I wanted more Ronin and I want less to know Parallax. So, right, because who yeah. you can't know a par- like. I'm just saying it's good. You need to have a well. You need a well-defined villain. You know, you can't you just say, it. "Oh, your your this villain, this cloud is a manifestation of of your fear." It's like what? And then yeah, that's, have that's the, not clearly defined. Yeah, that's not. And to have bad. the nonsense, it's, to it's have the nonsense concept. of a of a professor. Who was a creepy, the creepy professor? That's yeah. not a, um, that's not an attractive villain. Like that's not somebody you want to see on screen for long. And they made him like a grotesque looking thing. Like Elite Ronin, you want to see him on screen. Uh, other, you know, other villains, you want to see them. When they, when you in Green Lantern, when you see him, you, you like he looks disgusting. I don't want to see that. Like that's nobody to fight. Like you, you're supposed to have somebody who is um, visually looks good that you want. You know, like you can really have some some type of thing. He can be flying and fighting each other, and and you know, and all that kind of stuff. Green Lantern has villains you could use. You could use the other rings in the spectrum. Like this stuff you could do. Yeah. Like it's there. Like you have the people there that wrote all this stuff. Jeff Johns has actually worked in movies. Like, I don't understand why um, you have the tools there and you don't use them. Instead, you hire people that are telling you that your that your properties and comics don't matter. I'm going to make it better my way. And where was Mogo? That's what I want to know. <laughs> none of it made sense. You none know he doesn't that, socialize. None of that made <laughs> Like, how cool it would have been to have Mogo come at the end Oh, and yeah. defend Earth. Like, he comes at the end, and they have Armada coming down, and, and, and you think that maybe Hal can't beat him. You know, Hal and, and the other Guardian, the other Green Lanterns can't beat him. And then at the last minute, we got Mogo. That's how you sell a movie. See, and I would have loved that because, you know, Mogo is one of the two things I can cosplay at a con, that and the Death Star. Yes, so. you meet Mogo, like you have something where you meet Mogo early with Hal and he's like, you know, you meet him or you have little interactions with Mogo and then Mogo goes off. He has to go because he does that. You know, they have a thing where Mogo keeps his own counsel and he goes off in space sometimes for stuff. It's just the way he is, his own like meditation. <laughs> Let know, him go stuff. out there. Just, and, and it can't, yeah, it's stuff. Yeah, it's they'll believe you. They'll believe you. And at the last minute, Hal's buddy is back. Mogo come to help him with with Earth. Boom. Like credits. that. That and credits. <laughs> that that would have been great. That would have been the great, awesome. And then you'd have you can have the yellow lanterns come and you know like, what was an awesome Green Lantern story. The New Frontier. Yeah, it was. That was a great oh, yeah. story, and a modified oh, yeah. version of that would have been an awesome launching point for. Just updated for this time, yeah. Yeah, just definitely could have did that. But that again, and yet again, you have the source material is mm-hmm. right there, yep. and yet you got people that are going, "Nah, we don't want to do that." The rings didn't even talk to you. Like you had all that that you'd include none of the cool stuff that you would like. None of that worked. None. Of, they include none of that stuff. I'm like, you could sell like trees and shit and all that kind of stuff. That sells to people. You well, could have rings to talk. Yeah, well, I mean, you got Jarvis talking to, uh, to Iron Man. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you have the ring talk? You could have yes. made him like a smart right. British. You could have gotten Stephen Merchant or something to do it. That's yeah. your comic relief right there. Yeah. That's your comic relief right there. But no, that's because you have people that are so disconnected from what. 
uh, moviegoers like. They're not even they're not connected to even what comic fans like, and they're not connected to what movie what just the average movie fan likes. None of it. They're not connected at all. And you would think they would say to themselves, you know what? All of you that got in the way of that and did this movie and cost us a whole bunch of money because we were going to do all these movies based on, on, on this world, you get out the way now. You have nothing to do with this anymore. You're done. You're done. You're out. And we're going we're gonna to get somebody in who can take all this stuff and make something out of it that people want to see. We're going to bring somebody in that can do that. Instead, they don't. But they don't think that way. They still think that they can fix it. Right. So that's the arrogance. It's just that arrogance that they think that they know better. And then when it don't work, they blame everything but themselves. Well, and I think as much as I like the Nolan Batmans, um, that trilogy, I think that that kind of put wrong ideas in their heads as well because, you know, there was definitely a departure from the source material with the Nolan Batman trilogy as far as, I mean, it was more based in reality in a way. I mean, it was just a completely different style of superhero no, film. Nolan's Batman, yeah, it made, it made money, but none of Nolan movies sold toys. True. Well, I, yeah, yeah. Well, so, I mean, if you look at, look at the difference between, like I was saying, like Avengers and like The Dark Knight or whatever, the best of both sides, okay? The Dark Knight is a very serious, very intense drama. Um, the Avengers is an action movie with a lot of fun, you know, humorous dialogue in it, you know. When DC gets their, and I'm reading an interview the other day with Joss Whedon, he said the same thing too. When DC gets it right, they get it really right. You know, I mean, The Dark Knight was like one of the, it's still one of the top grossing movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when they, when they get the right, you know, the right chemistry with the creatives and, 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 and you know, the production branch of it, I mean, they can, you know, really do something in their own style that isn't copying Marvel. You know, it isn't you like got Marvel Scott style. Snyder's like the first thing of Scott Snyder's thing. You can't tell me you can't take some of that Scott Snyder stuff. I mean, you can have Batman be grim and 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 Batman, and yet still be a superhero. He's still jumping around. He's still fighting. You know, uh, really bad. I would love know. a Court of Owls film. They could have did something like that, and you could have had him be. He could. He could be the tone. Can still. It could have enough of the tone of the other. You know, the Nolan Batman. But at the same time, you give him tech. Not you know, his tech is high. Is is, is just as good. You include that there's other superheroes in the world. You don't have to make it that it's not that way. Um, like there's so much you could have did, and instead of putting him in a big ass clunky suit. Like, you know, you did the Nolan thing, did that already. We don't care about Now we're going to move away from that. Now put Batman in a suit where you see Batman jumping around Gotham City. They, we have never seen a Batman live action where he is basically the knight. He is, he is running around Gotham. He's, you know, um, jumping from building to building, gliding and, and doing all types of stuff. We've never seen Ninja Batman. But you, you know he was there in the last Schumacher film because he was gliding around so much it made his nipples hard. You saw him through the suit, so you know. <laughs> he was there. It could have been something. It could have been something. But I mean, but it's just so. There's a there's a way that you could have done it that would have worked. But I swear they always shoot themselves in the foot. Like it's it's a way you have it all there. Like more people know about Batman than any Marvel character ever. More people know about Superman than any Wonder Woman. Same thing. They know about these characters more than they know about any other Marvel character. But you just can't throw shit on the screen and think that they're gonna like it. Right. Doesn't work that way. And, like you gotta do something, and you gotta think of of the all audience and the comic book people. You have to do both. Or then they don't do that. They don't. It seems like they go against both audiences. When they're when they're trying to think of stuff because they Goya and Goya the stuff he says it's like you do you want to sell the film are you trying to sell the film <laughs> do you do you want people to show up or you are you what are you trying to do like trying to act like you're a jock and you're not you're a nerd it's okay it's fine you could be a nerd. And do we a won. good movie. We won. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's like how many other nerds have to do good 
movies for you to yeah. to not have to act like a, a jock idiot. You know, when you're in a super, if you don't want to do this, then don't. Why do you take the job if That's you don't want to be? Well. Yes, because there are plenty of people that would do this and and would go to every signings and 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 uh, cons and all this kind of stuff, and they'll talk to the audience and they'll they'll do back and forth with them like Whedon and and the rest of them do. There are plenty of people that would do that and do a good job, but you you want to act like you know the the the, the jock bully in in school and you're about ninety pounds. Like, what are you doing? I, I like, like, what are you, what are you trying to do? Like, you, uh, it just, it's just frustrating when, and every time they talk, yeah, it it's like, just grateful. don't talk anymore. Dude, just, just be talk. grateful, you know. Yeah, be happy with it. Like, why enjoy this? Like, why, why are you trying to? to Anybody make... else would have been fired long ago. Yes, <laughs> yes, but you know what? They think just like that, so they don't get that. It, you know, that that people get mad about stuff. Because they think it's just as their their way of thinking is just as disconnected as his. Because I swear he looks like he has um, when he talks, it's like he has a form of Asperger's. I swear, I've seen him in interviews, and it's like he says things, and it's like, do you really did you realize what you just said, and how insulting that is to somebody? And it's like it went right over his head. He really just it's, it's like it's nothing. Could be. I swear, I think it is. I think he has some type of social disorder where it just doesn't. Or he could just. Or he could just be an ass. <laughs> and if it's an ass, he needs somebody to spin him. He need they need to hire somebody to, to come in there and, and and get him right. Okay, my son's waking up. I can hear him crying. I gotta go. Alrighty. All right. Y'all Thanks take for care. Guys. All right. Yep. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Right. Cool.